So in Vandalam, north of Durban, residents are reaching a boiling point as they endure months of water shortages, with some areas reportedly without running water for up to 75 days. Frustrated, residents have taken to the streets, blockading roads and demanding urgent attention from the Tikwini mayor. Now, Russian uh, Lilthurun, a key Vandalam Water Crisis Committee member, shares the community's struggle and their efforts to seek intervention as the crisis now takes a toll on healthcare facilities, businesses and schools with us this morning. Roshan, a very good morning to you and welcome. A very good morning, Suleiman and listeners. So give us the, the, the overview of the current crisis in Vandalam. When did it start and why did it start? Well, Suleiman, uh, this uh, water crisis uh, started about two years ago, and uh, it, com- it actually started just before the, the floods that uh, we experienced in 2021. And uh, we noticed that many areas in the Verlum and surrounding suburbs were regularly struggling with uh, receiving water. Mm-hmm. Then, unfortunately, the 2021 floods worsened the already uh, the already struggling infrastructure, and much damage was inflicted as a result of that storm. Now, much of that uh, damages were superficially repaired, and uh, the maintenance aspect has suffered uh, in not being kept to a schedule. And this is one of the big problems that we have in the Chikwini area. Just to give you an indication, we were advised by EWS management, which is Chikwini Water Services Management, that their maintenance plan is almost unattended for seven years. Hmm. So in, in many of the areas, which comprise of about 150,000 residents, um, we are on a regular basis getting up in the morning to find no water in our taps. Now, recently, we had a, a 10 consecutive days in, in the majority part of Verlum and surrounding suburb, suburbs without a single drop of water. There are some areas, I, I've heard you say 75 days, just to correct that, hmm. they've gone to 96 days today without a drop of water in their taps. And uh, these are large populations in, in the surrounding suburbs. And uh, this also includes a lot of the informal settlements and the low-cost housing uh, settlements uh, that have developed over the years. And uh, what we've uh, noticed is that when these townships or suburbs uh, arose or were being built by the municipality and government, there was no uh, efforts or provision made for larger water reservoirs for storage purposes or even pumps that can be installed that will ensure, uh, even if there is a less water in the reservoirs, that there's sufficient pressure to ensure every household gets. Now, we have some areas where they live right next door to the water towers and around 30 square meters around the tower, they don't have a single drop. And it's homes like that that are without water for 96 days. And uh, there are some areas where there's engineering challenges where your neighbor has full pressure water and uh, 30 houses below, uh, there's no water and then 30 houses below, there's full pressure. And, and they all fed off the same line. Nobody can understand and explain to the residents why these residents don't have water. So, 
What are you hoping would happen via these protests? Well, for one, Soleiman, is that we needed the attention of government. And I want to qualify that with what I am saying. In the beginning, we, when this crisis started, we immediately called for a mass community meeting in Verlum. And more than 2,500 residents attended. And a Verlum Water Crisis Committee was elected, of which I am the spokesperson. So there were various portfolios that were given to individuals, and we also uh, received the services for free of two highly qualified engineers that are experts in water that live in Verlum. And, and we've been using them to shadow a lot of the information given to us, including some of the repairs that I explained to us. You know, there's a lot of technical jargon one has to sift through, and our engineers are able to do that to to then decipher it and give it to us in a layman's language so we can present that back to the communities. Sadly, however, is that when we are now, uh, we, when we initially met with the management, they then agreed that, uh, you know, on a weekly basis, we will have updates. We will be very communicative with one another. If there are emergencies like major births that need to be attended immediately, uh, because these births drain the reservoirs, um, uh, they will have standby teams around the clock to do these repairs. And we find that that was all lip service uh, or talk, and nothing was implemented. So we called further emergency meetings with them. Uh, Some would attend the meeting, some would not attend. And those who would attend are not the decision makers. And that started to frustrate the Verlum Water Crisis Committee. So we eventually uh, started to monitor the situation on our own. And we started liaising with various other sections within the municipality to find out what is going on with regards to the reservoir levels, the non-pumping. It was then that we realized that not sufficient water was being channeled from the Durban Heights Reservoir, which is in turn supplied by Umgeni Utukela Waterworks. And it seems that uh, Umgeni was throttling the water supply to Durban Heights, and Durban Heights then pumps uh, through a network uh, to... Uh, uh, all the towns from uh, leading to Komashu, Phoenix, and then eventually Verlum. Mm-hmm. And the bulk water that should be coming through that aqueduct is not coming. So this uh, then uh, was alerted and brought to the attention of Ichiquini. They started testing and they then came back and informed us that there are uh, malicious damage to some of the valves through criminal elements. Some of the valves have been stolen and obviously uh, infrastructure failure because you have not maintained these valves for seven years. So um, that is the situation that we currently experiencing. And now what has happened is that uh, these uh, uh, failures have now caused a ripple effect in the entire system where uh, not enough water is able to reach a pump and a reservoir cannot reach capacity. These pumps are, are pressure-sensitive. A reservoir must reach uh, so many meter depth, and once it reaches that depth, these pumps automatically kick on. And if these pumps don't kick on, it means there's no water downstream, 
and no water that's able to be pumped from holding reservoirs to other reservoirs in that downstream. So right. that caused a major failure throughout the, the Vernum network. Well, we hope that uh, these protests would, would bring some relief for the residents of Verlum sooner rather than later. Yes, uh, we hopeful. In fact, uh, water has returned this morning to majority of the suburbs. Uh, unfortunately, we in in the in most of Verlum there was a major power outage uh, from about two o'clock this morning. Uh, as we all know, these pumps are electricity-driven, mm-hmm. and uh, if these pumps, the water, electricity just came on about 10 minutes ago in my home, so I'm sure most of the other areas, electricity would be getting restored. Okay. And once they restored, pumping would, would commence again, and residents who haven't had water should start getting water. But there would still be these roads yes. where the engineering challenges exist that there won't be water. All right, so, Th- th- thank you so much for your time this morning. We really appreciate You're it. You're welcome, Suleiman. Have a great day and go well. Thank you. Time now for the latest uh, headlines. Uh, there after the recitation of uh, Surah Yasin. Uh, this morning, inshallah, we will be listening to Sheikh Umar Dawes. Uh, that uh, was a discussion around the water challenges in Verlum.